0: Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And this is the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson and Luke McCarty, artofmoneyradio.com for more information on the McPherson Financial Group or to schedule that initial complimentary consultation. We appreciate you listening. Now, let's get to the show. Art and Julie spending time with the family, but we have our
1: own family guy. Back in the saddle again, Luke McCarty. Welcome back. How you doing, Dad? It's great to be here. I am back in the saddle. We had our third child. He was born on March 30th, born at seven pounds and he was three weeks early. Ooh. So if you do the math on that, if if he would have cooked a little longer, my wife would not have been as happy. But um, <laughs> She's doing great. Stacy's doing great. Uh, my son is Nate Robert. He's doing great. So that is the third McCarty boy. In Brevard County, um, and um, so I think we are done with three, but hey, we thought we were done with two, so <laughs> we'll we see. We are done with one. We, and it we're... is a blessing. Um, Wait, what's the order we, of the boys again? Uh, so Jack is four. Jack. Um, Graham turns two next month, Jeez and then Louise. Nate is, what, three, four weeks old? What so are... they're all about two years apart. The older two are fighting, um, and they're fighting and hitting each other. So awesome. that's news, and then the older one doesn't nap anymore, so the, the schedule's just, it's it's crazy.
0: So, Art McPherson was actually going to give you another three weeks of paternity leave, but he said, no, man, I'm good. I'll go ahead and come back to the office.
1: <laughs> I did not say that, but there was, it was funny. So, of all the stressful events of, of having a child, um, the one that I think got to me the most was newborn photos, <laughs> Cause, because it's voluntary. We were voluntarily going to this, um, this? What pro, this
0: photographer, do they have yeah, a setup this, shop, or did you meet him somewhere on the beach yeah, or something? Yeah,
1: we're, we're going to this, this studio, like this photography studio, Okay, and Graham... The middle child will not sit still, will not take a photo. And we spent like 30 minutes of him screaming, crying until we're like, okay, scrap it, move to the next. Newborn photos took two hours. How long was she in labor? (laughs) Right. Well, active labor versus me thinking she's in labor. That's a question for her. But we went in on a Wednesday night. And they kept us overnight and we had she had the baby before lunch on Thursday
0: so what took longer the baby labor or the photography <laughs>
1: <laughs> it seemed like the photography took longer because <laughs> that was by choice uh, but no she did good the hospital did great and I mean you know we loved our doctor and you know healthy boy and yeah you know, we're, we're good to go and I'm, I'm back in action God,
0: to, to hear that he came three weeks early is the best thing that could happen for it, your wife because is we've talked about it before Luke you're a big dude you played football in college as well and you always been a big guy and stacy well she's not
1: she's not and our other two were eight pounds six and eight pounds nine and if if nate would have cooked for another three weeks he could have broken ten. Oh god <laughs> you
0: could have broken your marriage what yes happened?
1: broken my wife yeah.
0: <laughs> so when you get back to work just uh, you get back after i know you're still checking emails i know you're still available and you're still talking to your clients but like when you get back are you overloaded? Are you overwhelmed with trying to play catch up or are you pretty good? Cause I know when I shut it down, like when, when our child was born, I didn't even turn on the computer for like three weeks and I got back to work and it was a nightmare trying to play catch up. How, how are you in this situation?
1: Um, I think I did pretty good because if, you know, if a client emailed in, you know, to me, I mm-hmm. would either, you know, respond back through my phone or, or get Susan in the office to help or ask Art or, you know, if a client called in for me, you know, the, the team here would let me know so I didn't make a whole lot of phone calls when I was out of the office but I, I did send some emails and so I was pretty up to speed on a lot of things going on and you know it was it was right during tax time too oh, so um, luckily there's not a CPA behind my name or else there'd would, be would had a lot more issues with me taking time off so um, I think that that timing was was pretty good given the markets in general and and not being a tax preparer because that's Mark Bernard's job mm-hmm. but I mean There's still a lot to catch up on and a lot to keep going forward.
0: Honey, can you just hold off on those contractions? Just, I've got a W-4 I need to fill out real quick.
1: Right. Can you wait till April 15th? <laughs> April 15th. Well, no, this 15th year 15th. it's April 18th, <laughs> maybe April 19th. They keep changing the date. Pause.
0: Uh, speaking <laughs> of Mark Bernard, he's going to join us coming up here on the Art of Money in just a couple of minutes. And we're going to talk about some new tax law changes that are going to take in effect in 2023. So now that tax filing day is behind us, what can we do to prepare and have a better tax strategy into the summer and into the rest of the year as well? 321-425-8550, Art of Money Radio dot com to meet art luke the entire team at the mcpherson financial group but i guess my question is not a lot of people ask this dad how are you doing because we know that you said mom's doing well that's great the boys are doing good awesome to hear but what about you where's your head
1: uh, my head's good i'm lacking some sleep um i joked with you off air that you know without working out and without really sleeping my muscles are gone <laughs> the the few i had left but you know i'm doing good it's, it's just busy and there's always somebody or some You know, somebody who needs you for something, which is good. You know, we hear my parents or, you know, people say, gosh, those are those are the best times of our lives. Take advantage of them. We are. But sometimes it's survival mode. (laughs) um, Busted with a four, two and a newborn. Yeah. It's just get through the day at this point. I know. So my, my golf game is absent. It always has kind of been. But um, now you have a better excuse. Yeah, we have a better excuse. But Art and I are actually playing in um, the Marcus May Foundation here at Duran on May 6th. So Marcus went to um, Holy Trinity. So mm-hmm. he's he's here locally. Then he went to the Florida Gators. Then he played for the Jets and the Saints. And he's you know he's still currently playing in the NFL. And so he's having a foundation, you know, yeah. event there to, you know, support the kids of Brevard County. Right. But, Bre- you know, Brevard County youth sports. So that mm-hmm. that'll be a fun event. And luckily it's a scramble and we won't maybe need to use my shot very much. You're going to show up <laughs> with a spit up on your shirt, bags yeah. under your eyes. Yes. We'll show up with a with, with a burp cloth <laughs> instead of a golf towel. <laughs>
0: You have a sippy cup instead of a beer, you know. Yes. 321 425 8550 artofmoneyradio.com to meet Art Luke and the entire team. Take advantage of that complimentary consultation. Like I say, Mark Bernard will join us here in just a couple of minutes. I do have a question for you. You sent me a pretty intriguing uh, text while you were gone, and it was talking about what is going on with these new mortgage rules because there's a new rule that penalizes higher credit borrowers with larger down payments. So I saw a report that said a 620 FICO score gets a 1.75 percent fee discount, but if your 740 FICO score, well, now you're going to, have to pay a one percent fee on top
1: of that. What is this about, Luke? Gosh, I mean, it it almost sounds backwards. The common sense of this is is kind of gone, in my opinion. You are hurting, the, you know, people with better credit scores who are less risk to the bank. What's really bad about it is that if you dive into it, it goes into a little more detail where those who put down more money on the house to buy it, better for the bank, right? Less risk for the bank. They have an even higher fee or higher interest rate. So if you have a good credit score, if you put too much money down, you're going to pay a higher interest rate than if you put less money down and have a worse credit score. I understand what the, what the goal is, right? To try and help those who may not be able to afford a house, give them some sort of discount. But right now with mortgages in the six, six and a half percent range, you're going to increase it again, or you're really going to try and crash the housing economy. That is, you know, going downhill. I think it's bad. I don't know how it got passed. Everything I see just said from, you know, from president Biden, and he just signed it and here it is. But it just sounds like the opposite of something I would do. And it's not something I would even try to tweak given what's going on right now with interest rates.
0: Sound like no credit for good credit.
1: Exactly. And those with better credit are subsidizing those with with lesser credit. And it's, you know, it's going to... I mean, I don't know. Do you do you max out your credit cards before you get your loan, right, before you apply for your mortgage to drop your credit score by 80, 90 points? It's a thought. It right? seems put, counterintuitive, though. <laughs> yeah. Can I put my down payment on a credit card so it counts against me? But then I'm going to pay off my Visa with my MasterCard. Does that count against me? Right. I don't get it. I know. It, I was shocked when I saw it, and of course, I keep seeing things about it, and it sounds like it's going into effect May 1st, but I do believe... There is a I don't know if it's a like a mortgage corporation or a realtor group. You know, there's there's some lawsuits out there going against it. Um, so we'll see if it really goes into effect or if they push it out down the road.
0: I will talk about, you know, that mortgage for a couple of seconds here, because when people go into retirement, do you usually suggest that they take a mortgage with them? Or would you rather your clients pay off their mortgage before they officially retire?
1: Yeah, great question, and we get this a lot. So if, if we have someone come to the office or you're a client and your mortgage is paid off, high five, congratulations, right? If it's not, the question is always, hey, Luke, hey, Art, you know, should I pay this mortgage off? Well, the first question for us is, well, what's your interest rate? You know, because right now, you know, we custody assets at Fidelity and Schwab, and right now, cash money markets paying about four and a half, four point seven 4.7%. So you can make money on your cash, call it four and a half percent. So if your mortgage is less than that, right, maybe you keep the money in cash and you make more and then still pay down your mortgage because you can always push the button if you have it readily available to pay it off to pay down the mortgage. Now, right now is different than last year, right? Last year, cash wasn't paying anything. So right now, I would say more than likely, you probably don't want to pay off your mortgage. You wanna earn money on that money instead and then when rates drop in the future it's a different calculation what we don't want to see is people utilizing their IRA or 401k to pay the house off because then you'd start jumping tax brackets mm-hmm. now you're paying you know 22% potentially to get the money out of the 401k to pay the mortgage off you know it's really a cash flow decision or a cash flow question so we really dive into details but i'd say everybody's a little bit different but right now if your mortgage is less than 5% I personally wouldn't pay it off.
0: Okay. All right. And then the Fed is going to meet, uh, I think, in the next couple of weeks to decide, do you think they're going to raise interest rates again? Or because inflation, is the number's low, you think they're going to hit pause on these interest rate hikes?
1: I think they're still probably going to do another quarter percent. I think they're slowing down, but they're not stopping. You know, the last CPI report was 5%. So mm-hmm. we've gone all the way from 9.1 down to 5, but 5 is still pretty far from their 2 to 3% goal. And they really haven't broken a whole lot in the economy usually that's when they stop Now we had you know three bank failures but you know big brother fed bailed them out so it didn't really impact us as the consumer or us you know as the citizens so i think they're going to go a little bit higher um powell says going higher for longer and if you just read you know kind of what he says just kind of the path of things going you know 2020 he said we have enough money to backstop anything 2021 he said we're not even thinking about raising rates 2022 they start raising rates his (laughs) guidance has been different each time he talks but um, he says higher for longer so we're gonna we're gonna go with that do you think that is going to
0: slow the chances of a recession this summer or do you think it's going to happen regardless
1: i don't think it's going to change the outcome of the potential recession because i put out a youtube video and i sent to our clients and it's on our youtube channel you know if we look at the yield curve right? The inversion of a yield curve. So right now a three-month treasury pays you more than a 10-year treasury. That's because the Fed has raised rates so fast. If you go back in time and look at how inverted that curve is, meaning short-term money pays you more money than longer term, mm-hmm. it is more inverted than 2008 and nine, more inverted than 1999, more than 82, more than 74. You go back to all of these prior recessions and prior bad market cycles, this one indicator is worse. Now that being said, we're in unprecedented times where the government printed four trillion dollars you know, a couple of years ago. so there's still a lot of you know dry powder out there from consumers, from business owners. There's still a lot of cash on the sidelines. So it's very hard to predict. I know a lot of predictions were saying recession Q1 of this year and not maybe Q2 or Q3 are coming sometime. It just seems like with the way that our economy works, it works, decently on very low interest rates how is it going to work when they're five Mm. right if the feds at five are we really going to grow two three four percent is the government going to continue to overspend you know there's a lot of things coming down in the pipeline for this year that it's very hard to tell where we are so right now we are currently a little bit more defensive you know than we were you know in the prior years not saying we're in cash but we're just a little more defensive in our models
0: Maybe it's time to take a look at your portfolio to see what changes need to be made. Give the team of the McPherson Financial Group a call. Let's prepare for your retirement at no cost, no obligation to you. 321-425-8550, artofmoneyradio.com. And now we're joined by a man who is exhausted, not because there's another kid in his life, but because tax season, the filing date, is officially passed us. Mark Bernard, in-house CPA for the McPherson Financial Group. How are you feeling this weekend?
2: Hello, Mark. I'm doing well. Thank you. Yeah. So how, what's the past week and a half been like for you? Catching up on some sleep, kind of you know, being able to let that stress go away a little bit. Um, we had 180 tax returns and I have 10 extensions that are still need to be worked on, but feeling pretty good about the season.
0: Now, and you don't have to put their name out there. Was there anybody that reached out to you like a day before without wanting an extension and being like, oh, I forgot to get you my information. Can you take care of this?
2: Oh yeah, we had a couple of those come in a couple days prior, you know, and I I ended up getting them out, but I told folks when they get them in that late that they're getting extended. Talk to me about some of the changes in the tax laws coming for
0: 2023.
2: Yeah, so about four or five months ago, the IRS released the new tax schedule brackets for 2023 and some of the changes in the rules, um, including what happened with Secure 2.0. That was passed in December. First off, everybody's, so you know, we have a graduated tax uh, schedule, so you have the 10% bucket, 12, 22, 24, and so on. Well, each one of those layers were increased by about 7 to 10% for each layer. So they're um, increasing how much money you can make at the various buckets to be taxed at those lower rates. Um, also compared to 2022, they increased the standard deduction now. If two people are over 65 and filing married, filing jointly, they're going to get over a $30,000 standard deduction. Single individuals are getting 13850 and if you're over 65, you get an additional $1,500 on top of that. So that's massive. That's like, a, that's like a 12% increase just in the standard deductions. Also, we are now seeing that 401k contribution limits have gone up. So it's $22,500 with an additional $7,500 for the catch-up. So if you're over 50, you can put in $30,000 into your 401k without violating any rules. IRA contributions are up from 6500 to 7,500. And the last thing is the HSA limits also went up that you can contribute into a health savings account, which is for um, high deductible health plans where if you're able to put stash money in there and let it grow, keep it for when you need it in the future. It's got very good benefits. I call it a, a triple play benefit. So you tax in tax-free growth, and then tax-free distributions out of the HSA.
0: Some of the changes coming for 2023 tax laws this year, talking to Mark Bernard, in-house CPA for the McPherson Financial Group. And you said that now we're into Roth conversion season. Tell me a little bit more about that.
2: Yeah, so I think it's important that I had pointed out all those changes because now we're modeling out to determine how much people should be doing in Roth conversions. Um, As we've talked about on the show in the past, we're very bullish on Roth conversions. We think you need to take advantage of these Trump tax cuts while they're in effect through the 2026 tax year, um, even to the point where I would be making distributions out of my IRAs just to max out how much money I can get taxed at these lower rates right now.
1: You know, one thing we tell to clients is, you know, if you're in the 22% or 24% tax bracket. You should be strongly considering a Roth conversion. Now it really depends how much money you have saved, what your future expenses are, if you have a pension, you know, what your social security amounts are. But in general, right, these this twenty-two, twenty-four percent bracket could potentially go into the thirties after these Trump tax cuts. So we are advising most of our clients now, hey, pay the tax now, right? You're gonna pay it eventually. You're gonna pay it or your kids are gonna pay it. Do you wanna pay twenty-two or twenty-four? Or do you want to take the risk that it goes to 32, 35 or, you know, back to the Bush Obama code where there's less of a standard deduction? You know, there's higher income tax percentages, lower income brackets. I mean, it just it's it could get messy from here. And we don't want you to look back and say, gosh, I should have done more tax planning, you know, in these Trump tax cut era.
0: And Mark, you often say there is a big difference between tax prep and tax planning. For those getting serious about that, explain the difference for me.
2: So tax prep is what we just got through, you know, gathering your information for your tax return and actually putting pen to paper on the tax return and getting that filed. That to me is tax prep. Tax planning is spending the rest of the year trying to figure out how to move money and take advantage of the different options that are out there so that overall tax income impact is reduced over your lifetime.
1: And I will add this, you know, if you're currently saving in a 401k, right, and you're married filing jointly and your joint income's less than $350,000, you should consider doing a Roth 401k contribution, right? There's no sense in filling that bucket up to have to convert it in the future or pay taxes in the future. Let's start filling up your tax-free bucket now. Let that grow tax-free. Take it out tax-free. Not impact your tax return.
0: 321-425-8550. When you sit down with Luke McCarty, Art McPherson, and the team at the McPherson Financial Group, these are the conversations you're going to have about your tax strategy and how can we improve on it. Again, 321-425-8550. That initial consultation, no cost, no obligation to you. And when you work with the McPherson Financial Group, you also get the bonus of working with Mark Bernard as well, the in-house CPA. And now that we have kind of, I know that you said there's still some uh, extensions that you're filing, but now that a majority of the filings are behind us, Mark, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you've seen that we as adults we are making when filing taxes or with our tax strategies?
2: Um, you know, I think the thing that you know we've been kind of hounding it on the show here, but I think people need to realize that these rates are very special and you're never going to see them again. I'm advising people to go ahead and take distributions even if they don't want to create a roth take distributions and get a tax at these lower rates right now, even if they're going to put it back into the market in a a joint taxable, non-qualified account. So I would say not doing enough to maximize the benefits of these Trump tax cuts.
0: And the Trump tax cuts are
2: set to expire in 26, correct? Yeah. So starting in 2027, we'll have our new schedule.
0: But as you've said before, this isn't something that oh you can wait until midway through 2025. This is something we need to take advantage of right now.
2: I I agree. And I think Luke's line of, you know, if your income is less than $380,000, you should really be looking at some of the um, Roth conversion tools.
0: Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com.